we can't just move as freely as men are because number one like we don't mm-hmm. know like who's trying to take advantage or anything like that so you have to always like be safe and i think as men we have to recognize what you guys are experiencing mm-hmm. obviously it's a reason that you're being hesitant yo 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 live from britain pinkies up from britain the we outside outdoor podcast <laughs> welcome back y'all Yo, I'm instead from, of saying guys, I say y'all. Okay, I'm from Britain, so I don't say y'all. We're not talking like that. We're not gonna talk like no, because when I tried to do it, he was like, No, let me hear it. I'm from Britain. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, yeah, turn my, it off, start over. Um, yeah, but what's up, Aaron? How what's are up, you? Dana? I'm, I'm doing good. You know, this is the We Outside After Work podcast. Yes. And first and foremost, we want all of y'all to make sure y'all liking, subscribing, commenting, sharing, messaging. Sharing. Um, getting them word out. Can we talk out. about, hold on. Let's talk about sharing our content. Because mm-hmm. you sent me something earlier today mm-hmm. where we feel like maybe people are, I don't want to say stealing our content, but it's very similar. And it's mm-hmm. usually right after we drop. It, it it is what it is, you know. We pr- we clearly doing something right, right. Know? But so. I, I mean, I think it's detrimental for like smaller podcasts where you know we're trying to get to that point and get to that level <coughs> and get to those bigger platforms. But we got bigger podcasts or people just taking our stuff and trying Stop to it. make it seem like it's their original content. You know, I actually told Dana this story about how comedians operate mm-hmm. so a lot of comedians will go into the small clubs where you know up and coming comedians will tell their jokes you know they have that one line is that moments you know they're trying to grow into the comedy space and then you got these big a-list b-list com- uh, comics they'll take their whole material and then they'll go on a national tour with it mm-hmm. now you over here with the same jokes now it's like oh you biting off of such and such when but they in also, reality they, they stole your um, shit people who will go to mm-hmm. the smaller clubs right and like yep. they'll listen so i don't even think the bigger comedians even know that's happening until it's brought to their attention because <laughs> um what's her name leslie leslie jones the mm-hmm. one that looked like a toad i like she, her okay no man do anyways leslie jones had this shit where she was like i think she took the girl precious's joke she's like on all deaf digital okay. with like kev on stage and Tariq and all them guys mm-hmm. and she took her jokes but she was like, well, I ain't take your jokes, but if it was funny, you would have made it a joke, blah, blah, blah. It's like, mm, yo, you're being arrogant about it yeah. when we just trying to make it. Right. Like, like we don't I'm have scratching and clawing. those bigger crowds like you mm-hmm. do, but we're getting there. We're trying to build up to it. So for me, it's like most people will see or hear our content on another bigger platform mm-hmm. and then hear from us eventually Facts. and be like, oh, they already said it on that other podcast. No, we said it first, but... And even if we said it second, we said it better, so it don't even matter. Right. It's out of pocket for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but usually... Period. Way out of pocket. Usually when it's just Dana and myself, we like to check in, make sure we know how each other is feeling, get a temperature check, a gauge mm-hmm. of, you know, what's been going on in our lives because... I know our chemistry is like A1 from day one, but we don't actually be with each other every second of the day. So we got to check in on each other. Right. We got to see how, how we're doing in life. Yeah. So how you doing, Dana? I got a woosah. Ooh, you seen it? I, I came in hot today. Wait, like, hold on. Did you see the eye roll? Did you see the nostrils flare? Did you see the lips? It was all three of them. Who said that? That's like Hugo last week. Mm. Don't make fun of Hugo. I love I'm not Hugo. making fun of him. I thought Hugo, that was Hugo, shout out to you for you know, off, being on my side. Like, I can't wait till he's back. I can't, like, I'm right here. You know, huh? I get jealous. Huh? I get jealous real okay. easily. Okay, well, whatever. But yeah, I came in hot today because I had a very long and unexpected week. A lot of stuff going on at work that I don't want to talk about because. Because we outside. It's too premature. Like, it's just happening. We outside. Mm-hmm. It's a Friday night right now that we're recording. So, yeah, we're relaxing. Um, one thing I do want to, and also coming here, the traffic was crazy. It's shit. Which didn't make sense. Like, I get that it's Friday. I think it's a concert or something at MetLife. Oh. Uh, today is um, Fashion Week. There's New like a York bunch Fashion of. Week. Yeah, there's a bunch of shows because my friend Chloe, like, she said she's going to a show tonight. Kardashian? No. Uh, Chloe? No. Huh? You don't know her. I should look. Anyway, yeah, she is going to a fashion show tonight. So I know in Fashion Week, there's always like a bunch of shows going on in the city. So everyone was driving north to yeah, New was, York. It was disgusting. Traffic was wild. And then it just finished thunderstorming. So we literally was in traffic the entire way to the studio tonight. So you guys be grateful for this. But I'll be changing in a car in mid traffic and shit. But what's crazy? Mean? 
Cause like I had work clothes on and shit, so I'm I'm full everything just butt ass naked. As you cl- drive it, yeah, that's dangerous. It is dangerous, <laughs> but it's traffic. I'm not going nowhere. What am I supposed to do? I'm stopped. Mm, I'm, you know, take okay. my shorts off. I put lotion on. Got my ankles all nice and glistening. Okay. You know See, I mean? now I gotta like do that in the back seat of my car because I got tents on my car. So, so I like pull over to the side. Well, you and are kind of tall, so you could drive from the back seat. No, I. <laughs> you're taller than me. So what are you talking about? Uh, just jokes. I'm just joking. But yes. go ahead, check in. Check in. Okay, let me finish my check in. So, one thing I want to talk about. I always say one thing, and it's like ten things. But as y'all can see, I recently got my hair braided. If you can't see, I got knotless. How long? Yeah, knotless. All black. Twenty-seven inch. Possibly. Yeah, that comes all the way down the to like my hips. This is expression. Oh, I don't know the difference. Yeah. But every time I get my hair done or just a different style at work, there's this one particular white woman who always compliments me. And she she don't say shit to me after she compliments me. Like for the the duration of like two weeks, she don't say nothing until I change my hair. Then it's like, oh, it's so pretty. It's so nice. How long did it take? And this is the second time I got braids so she said mm-hmm. that. And then whenever I wear my wigs, I'll do like the, the fro or the curly hair, like just different colors. And she'll be like, oh, your hair's so nice today. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of like, is this a genuine compliment? I think it actually is a genuine compliment. Okay. For whatever reason, white people are fascinated by black hair. And they know, like, sometimes, like, even to the point where they'll make the assumption, like, it may not be real. It may be a weave. Like, it's just they have this odd ass Is it because they cannot be as diverse with their hair? So every time they see us and we look different, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. But also, like, with black people anyway, specifically with me, I just get the stares and I get the looks. So I'm used to it. But to constantly come up to me every time I change my hair to say it looks nice, even if I've had the same kind of hair before, mm-hmm. it's a little weird to me. I just well, think- why y'all got to lie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's lying. I, I just think, think they lack... A bit of creativity and mm. trust me if you look at white hairstyles i think they try they do they'd be With trying you know they you remember the, the little hump they had like in the poof the, uh, yeah like they be trying yeah. they don't do it for nobody but <laughs> at the same time when it comes to like urban styles it comes off just a little more like cool mm-hmm. it's just like sneakers or uh fashion or swag it's just have something you, have you gotten that where, oh i like, get that all the time okay. it's crazy and because I, I never had hair before right so over the last couple of years i i've clearly got this on my head yeah and white women it's always white women always. oh my god your hair is so nice it's kinky i just wish my hair could do it they always say that they all yeah. say the same thing yeah it's like <laughs> with all due respect um I wish your hair could do it too, because that should be looking crazy. Like, yeah. um, but at the same it's time, oily. No at the same offense. time, it's 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 okay. It's okay to be different. Mm-hmm. It's okay for your hair to be your hair, my hair to be my hair. Uh, the Spanish people don't seem to have this issue, right? Like they don't get the same compliments. Yeah. Well, not that they don't criticize. They don't like give this like gawking look at like a black woman with a certain kind of hair. And even if they add braids or something, but, it doesn't come off okay. like that. Because I've never asked the white person directly, but is it in admiration or is it like you're still shocked that we're free from slavery? <laughs> I'm dead ass because like, <laughs> like I'll literally just that's how I feel when like and again, I don't know if it's well, I do know it's because I'm tall. Like mm-hmm. I have like high cheekbones like i don't necessarily look like a regular person Mm -hmm. that's at least the compliments that i've gotten so i understand the stares Mm -hmm. but i don't know it's just it's weird sometimes i don't know i think i think white people and i'm sorry if i'm generalizing you guys but i think they are enamored with black individuals of the opposite sex specifically Mm -hmm. um and as a black woman who will attract white men a lot of white women want to know why Wait, what? As a black woman who will attract white men. You're talking about me? Yeah. It's not, this has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with white men. You know what I realized at my job? So, um, yes, like the office that I work in is based in New Jersey, Mm -hmm. but it's a European company. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the higher ups, they're in Europe. So, So all their ankles are showing like they wear high I haven't. but like where my desk is there's like a a separate like c-suite section in the building like i don't know what that means a c-suite is like for the higher-ups that's what they call themselves okay so when they come to jersey to visit they always have to pass my desk 
And the European men, they're just always like smiling in my face specifically. Mm -hmm. Some of them will have to stop and like talk and have small talk conversation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, I think they put my desk there specifically. <laughs> like, very strategic, by the way, because they know who's coming in and out. And it's kind of just like to show face a little bit. Like, oh, we got a mm -hmm. black girl. She's young. She's pretty. And I'm approachable sometimes. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. See, <laughs> it's hard for me to resonate because I'm not a young, pretty black girl. Like, I hope you don't. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, so that? I identify as a five five individual. So you know why? Because short men need love too. So, but why do you specifically? Because I resonate. That? What about them makes you connected? Um, I just feel like women don't give us the proper attention that we deserve. That is bullshit. Mm -hmm. And they always ask me in the <laughs> store, oh, excuse me, can you help me with something? I'm like, do you, go need, some you, do you need me to do something tall? And I feel offended. <laughs> you should say, go ask my short coworker over there. No, because the whole point of them asking me is because I'm tall. So why would I ask my short coworker? I don't so want them to So he could get the me. love, too. No, he don't get the love. He get the ladder. And I don't want him to get the ladder. Not the latter, the lat. You know what I mean. Anyways, <laughs> do your check-in. <laughs> What's your check-in? <laughs> what do you mean? Speaking of my check-in, first off. <laughs> My car, bless Lolita. I love her. Uh, is we've she been okay? through a lot. She she's she coughing a little bit, but I think she's all good now. Okay. I was at the barbershop. Contrary to popular belief, I was at the barbershop. Um and <laughs> my car wouldn't start. Mm -hmm. And I had work the next day, so I'm like, fuck, I don't know how to get to work. Excuse me. Nashima was able to let me use her car because it was a Sunday. She was at the at home with the baby. Okay. So I'm like, all right, cool. I can get to work. Let me get my car towed to Pet Boys because Pet Boys handles everything. Pet Boys is down the street. Mm -hmm. So I get my car towed to Pet Boys. Geico gave me a free tow. I was excited. You know, thank you, Geico. You know, you're doing something for me. I'm saving a bunch of money by switching my car insurance, right? Oh, God, not the information. It gets to Pet Boys and they hit me up like, yo, we don't know what's wrong with your car. It's a bigger problem than we can fix. Oh, like, shit. nigga, what the fuck can't Pet Boys fix? Like, I, I go to Mining Key, they fix everything. <laughs> Literally, shit. They could fix whatever, cause I'm never going to Pet Boys again, cause they piss me off. Mm -hmm. So now I got to figure out what I'm gonna do with my car and what I'm gonna do for work. Wait, so they said they couldn't fix it, mm -hmm. but they gave it back to you? They gave it back to me. They said you ain't got to pay for shit. We just gonna leave the car, leave the keys. Okay, you come pick it up. I'm like, god damn. So, so I, how'd you get it to work again? It, it took a minute. <laughs> so now I have to get it told to the dealer. Mm. So where I bought my car from is an hour from where I live. And I was going to be $250 to tow. I said, no, nah, I'm not doing that. So it's a Kia company right down the street from me. It was still $130, but it wasn't $250. Right. So I'm like, cool, I'll do that. And it's closer. Right. Luckily, I set an appointment because when I got my car to the Kia dealer a day before my appointment, they were supposed to just see it. Like, oh, it's a car coming here. Let's see it. Mm -hmm. They didn't see it until my appointment the next day. So I'm like, I can't go to work. I told my manager, I can't come to work. You could have took a lift to work. I work an hour away. Okay. Yeah, Never you mind. Wanna, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't even entertaining that shit. I'm like, I'm not coming. Don't expect me to come. You figure it out. I'm good. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, they're like, oh, we busy. We don't know when we'll see your car. So I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe you'll see Usually you when you drop it off, though, they do that. But I had an appointment. So I'm like, okay, maybe it'll be done by Monday night, mm -hmm. maybe Tuesday the latest. So that's why I had my manager up. I'm like, you know, worst case scenario, Tuesday, I'll be yeah. out of work. These motherfuckers didn't get done my car until Wednesday the following week. Oh, so a week after. I, my car was in the shop for 10 days. Wow. So first off. So you didn't go to work this whole time? I went to work because I had to get a rental. Mm. But they didn't have no loaners available. They didn't have no rental assistance available. So I had to pay out of pocket another hundred fifty dollars just for a rental. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right. Did your insurance hit. cover any of this? No. And you talking about Geico? Geico at least gave me a tow, but my car wasn't like hit by anything. So okay. it was like, you know, car defects and shit like that. So, yeah. so I'm like, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is I'm calling these people. I'm like, yo, can y'all just answer the fucking phone? Pet boys. No. Oh, the dealership. Okay. So I'm like, yo, answer the phone. What is going on? It's Monday. No answer. It's Monday at five o'clock at night before I can trans transition into talking to my manager for work so I can see what I'm doing for the next day. They're like, oh, we just got your car. We're going to look at it. We'll probably call you back in a couple of days. Mm -hmm. I'm like, a couple of days? What the fuck is a couple of days? I got shit to do. Right. So I told my manager I'm not coming. She's like, cool. They call me back on Thursday. Like, yeah, um, 
Thank no, you matter of fact, I'm sorry. They called me back on on Friday. They okay. said, yeah, I can't fix your car. The alternator is busted. You need spark plugs. It's going to run you $2,000. Yeah. <gasps> Which is a down payment for another car. Yes. So I'm like, fuck. I got to give you $2,000. I don't want it. I'm about to go on a cruise. I don't want to give you $2,000. Right. But they ended up talking about some we we got too many people getting their car stolen and we got to install all these anti-theft things because of the kia boys which we going to talk about because fuck y'all what is sorry the kia boys? i apologize uh to my grandfather forget y'all <laughs> let me talk about the kia boys <laughs> so i had to wait and then she goes oh well it's labor day on monday and this person's off on tuesday and your mechanic won't be until wednesday so you won't get your car till wednesday mm. so i'm like yo what the fuck? and that sucks like right before a holiday when shit happens yeah. Now you gotta wait extra hours. Extra hours, but luckily, they finally decided to give me a loaner car. Mm-hmm. So it took them a whole week to give me a loaner, and I was I was whipping the shit out of that car. Yeah, you said you, you got You drove it Hell the yeah. last time we recorded. Shit, it you, was nice. That's why I was like, you want a new car? They was like, oh, you got Easy Pass on it. Don't even worry about it. Just bring it back with a half a tank of gas. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I leave that shit back. Had the sunroof open. Yeah, but you now you got Lolita. Yeah, you I got driving Lolita her back. here today. I got Lolita so they back. fixed the alternator. <laughs> like you paid the two grand, and now she's good for the next couple years hopefully hopefully that shit hurt though lolita is on her <coughs> last leg no she not she only five <laughs> she only five cars, is, but, but okay <laughs> what year is she because cars nowadays don't last oh see mine is 2018 and yeah. she's driving like yeah, a new car my car it, she just missed covid right I mean, she ain't a covid baby but she got covid baby symptoms i want to talk about these kia boys I don't know if you heard about it. I've never you heard, heard about of a Kia boy. So the Kia boys are a whole bunch of teenagers. And not just boys. It's girls, too. And they're going around and they're stealing Kias. For whatever reason. Why Kias? Because they say they, they're easy to steal. To, to break into. Yeah. Mm. So they just coming in, stealing them, and then joyriding. They're not going nowhere. They just want to have fun as fucking badass kids. Mm-hmm. And... They just going around stealing cars. It don't matter if you're in the hood, if you in the suburbs, if you're in a rural area. Did your car ever get broken into? See, because I lived in Atlantic City for a little bit, so they used That's to always, yeah, they used to always break into cars. Mm-hmm. But if you don't lock your door, they'll run in your shit. So, which like, is crazy. Like, how do you not lock your doors when you leave your car? Well, I used to live in River Edge, so. So you used to leave your car every door time. open. I used to leave my my apartment door open. Oh no! Oh, speaking of that, my neighbors downstairs mm-hmm. they have a two year old son who be running up and down <laughs> at like one and two in the morning. I complained, and it was me. They don't watch my podcast, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that damn Dana. So, um, no, they stopped me one time because they just moved in, probably like a couple months ago, and it was like the first two days. During the week, mm-hmm. I just heard their child like just running up and down at like one in the morning, and I wake up at like six o'clock because I got what work. Kids do they explore? It don't matter. Like okay. I never experienced this until now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give them another two days. Maybe they just moved in. The kids excited. So let's just see what happens. This is like a week that goes by. Mm-hmm. Now I'm mad. I'm like, all right, you fucking <laughs> with my sleep because like I love my sleep. Are you a s- sensitive sleeper? Not really, but if all I hear is noise, mm-hmm. I can't fall asleep. And my phone goes on, do mm-hmm. not disturb. Like, I'm here for you, but only, like, when I'm up. Even that, the little Kia boy, you here for him? What? He a Kia boy. He be rummaging at 1 o'clock in the morning, just making noise. He probably is a, a Kia fellow boy. Kia boy, yeah. <laughs> so, um, one time I was coming into my apartment after I complained to the leasing office, mm-hmm. and they were, like, trying to introduce themselves, right? So, they stopped me when I was going into my apartment. They're like, oh, hi, we're your new neighbors, and we have a two-year-old son. Basically telling me that, like, the leasing office reached out to them, and they're trying to find out if it was me. So they mentioned the leasing office. I'm like, oh, somebody reported your child? That's so crazy. Yeah, and I was like, but you got neighbors, and, you know, they do wake up early for work. So you got to be mindful of that. You definitely snitched on yourself. I don't care. (laughs) What they going to do? Oh, my God. Who would do such a thing? But I do understand why they did it. Right. So then they're like, oh, well, we have a two-year-old son. He doesn't really um, go to sleep. And, like, he's a baby. Instantly, I was like, oh, there's no discipline. Because if you're telling me that this baby literally is kind of doing whatever he wants to do at night, like, there's no routine to go to sleep at a certain time. Like, what's up? So, and they're new parents. Which I, can't wait to, I can't wait till you have some children. 
You got babysit? Hell no. I want to see. I, first <laughs> off, I want to see what kind of discipline you instill it's in that little rugrat before I take upon I'm any a, no, uncle duties. Because I know, I know there are some kids where talking to them regular doesn't mm-hmm. work, right? Like you could talk to them all day. It's like deaf ears. They're still gonna do what they want to do. <laughs> so. I don't want to get canceled. So I'm going to just keep <laughs> don't my... Don't say it. <laughs> nah, we, we here now. We at the job. No, okay. Well, all right. Well, I have... I had a puppy, right? Like, I literally got my puppy when mm. she was a baby. And a lot of people say, like, children or babies are similar to puppies where you got to train them, right? So, my puppy... Listen. So, my puppy... God rest her soul, Dolce. I love you so much. I miss you every day. But she like never listened, and she had like a pink cage where mm-hmm. she spent a lot of time in, and like. But that's part of why she didn't listen. You cased her. But it wasn't all day. It was like for okay. like five or ten minutes. But it got to a point where like she was just doing bad shit, and that just wasn't working. So I just like tap her on the butt a little bit. So you spanked her. It wasn't hard. It was like stop. It wasn't it was like that hard pop. to you, or did you? It was like, you don't know her pain threshold. It made her stop though. It but might have hurt. No, it didn't. Okay. Because like she'll be bouncing around in a couple minutes after that. Bouncing around. But anyway, I feel like when it comes to discipline for your children, also like you have to be the parent, right? You can't just let it. Not, not it, but like <laughs> <laughs> you can't just let your child run around crazy at like one or two in the morning. Like when do you step up to be like, okay, let me enforce some type of discipline where you can have a routine mm-hmm. and go to sleep at night. <clears throat> Listen. How how are you with Nori? Cause she's how, how am she? I with Nori? Yeah. Does she be running around in the middle of the night? No, she doesn't because her mom is very very on top of that. That's my. Plan. That's why I looked at the camera because <laughs> she handles that. You don't handle that. I I I try to. I use my dad voice. My dad voice works. <laughs> my dad's voice when I was younger that worked on me. Yeah, he but, put the um, deep voice on and I'm like okay. Yeah, you gotta yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works <laughs> but at the same time because her time is spent a lot more with her and just being around her and setting that pattern and setting those routines mm-hmm. like yes it's a lot of it's a lot of work yeah but in those moments where that kid is running free and running wild that's not to me that's not on the parent a Why lot not? of that because exhaustion sets in also right um you got to recognize that at some points in time especially for moms it's every day though every night for moms especially i don't know if she goes to daycare or the kid goes to daycare i don't think so because they're always like even when i mm-hmm. work from home like they're both home yeah. and they just brought an audi so i don't mm-hmm. know what kind of money they got what they're doing but like it seems like they're both home or like working from home mm-hmm. so if you're working from home he's usually not loud during the day some days but it's always around from like 11 to like mm-hmm. one in the morning you yeah. just hear little feet just running back and forth so i'm like if you're exhausted like, how can you sleep through this? Because, <laughs> listen, first off, me as a dad, I sleep through everything. Mm. I learned from my brother. Happy birthday, Andre. I learned from him that if you just stay asleep, you'll stay asleep. Because he used to do this shit where we know he awake. Mm-hmm. But if he don't address you and acknowledge you, you'll eventually shut up. No. And you'll eventually go to sleep. I just think if you have neighbors, like, this is not your own house. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be mindful. You know how... how <laughs> you think that's how people think? That's my point. People are not considerate. They don't give a fuck about other people. Mm-hmm. And the neighbors, and you know that your little baby is running <laughs> hard as fuck. That's literally that my ain't birth no little control. Baby. That, that motherfucker is a little monster. A little, little stomper. I didn't say it. But it's crazy. So me and Nashim actually had a conversation about this um, yesterday because the people above us, Mm -hmm. they're always making noise. Like, it's like, yo, is it the Royal Rumble upstairs? Like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck are y'all doing? Is it one person? It's it's like six kids, a mom and a dad. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, part of it is like, I be hearing them fighting. The mom and the dad? Yeah, yeah. Like arguing? No, like fighting. Like like tussling. like domestic yeah violence? like domestic violence but part of it is like every time i see this man outside he just seems like the nicest person in the fucking world like okay. he don't seem like he would hurt a fly every time Looks you see can him be deceiving. Hold, on, hold on every time you see him he's super polite he's super helpful nashima lost that debit card outside the door he knocked on the door and said excuse me he didn't steal it he no, actually he did. said excuse <laughs> me here's your card i believe you dropped it when you right he's just such a nice person mm-hmm. but all i hear is all this goddamn and this and that and it's like of him you hear his voice all of that but when it comes mm-hmm. to them kids i told her i don't never hear the dude i always hear the mama 
Yelling at the kids. Yeah, yelling at the kids, wrestling with the kids. Like, I think she's a problem. She's a heavyweight. <laughs> like, you can't bring heavyweights home because this is how they act. Like, but at least she's instilling some discipline. Is she instilling discipline or elbows? Is it working? I don't know. Them kids is bad as shit. They be running up and down the stairs. They was over there making all this goddamn noise yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just got for work. I worked 12 hours today. Can you please that's, sit your motherfucking ass down? That's how I feel God damn when it. I'm about to go to sleep. Yo, I've never experienced because I never had an apartment mm-hmm. where somebody lived above me. I've always lived on the second floor. <laughs> I've had two apartments and I've always made sure I'm on the second Listen. floor. Number one for safety because I feel like when I do, when you mm-hmm. do live on your own as a woman, like I don't want my windows that close to the ground. And number don't two, don't live in Baltimore then. No, I would never live in it's Baltimore. Crazy. But number two. I just know like what I hear downstairs when I do hear my neighbors. Mm-hmm. So to hear that above me, uh, it would drive me crazy. No, it, it'd be crazy. And then yesterday, I just decided, you know what? I'm sick of this shit. I go, <laughs> stop, motherfucker. <laughs> you was one of those. God damn it, when stop, I was, motherfucking ass. <laughs> when I was younger, so my parents always lived in uh, two family houses, mm-hmm. right? So when I was younger, my mom, because we always had neighbors making hella noise upstairs. Mm-hmm. So she would take the broom and just yep. like hit it really hard. That's what we do in college yeah, yeah but that don't really that never really did anything so i'm yeah, like because i don't think they can hear it they can hear it they don't give a fuck probably not yeah you know i had an apartment when i was a before we moved to union we lived in an apartment in newark this is my first baby memory mm-hmm. the refrigerator from above us actually fell through the ceiling yeah it was crazy the refrigerator, the refrigerator. That's, you could have died probably Wow. Yep. All yep. right. You want to hear a horror story from my parents? Well, not like my, their first apartment, but this is when I lived in Irvington for one year. I was in third grade. Mm-hmm. Never forget this. So I think this is a known thing, but Th- don't quote me on this. <laughs> allegedly. I'm going to say allegedly. It's your life. How is it No, because I'm about to say some okay. shit. So allegedly, Irvington is known. For Haitians? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I love my Haitian community, you know. No, they're known to have like rats. Like, rats the size of, like, literally cats. Okay, I haven't really seen too many rats in Irvington. Well, this was, like, years ago when Mm -hmm. I was in third grade. So, maybe it's changed since then. But we just always had... We always lived in an apartment where Mm -hmm. um, there was, like, some type of rodent problem. Always? Mm, The first couple. (laughs) (laughs) The first couple when I was in elementary school. Whatever. So, and it wasn't us. It was literally, like, just the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Like, you would see them outside. So I remember I was in third grade. I was coming home from school one day and it was an apartment building we lived in. But there was like um, probably like a flight of concrete stairs to get to our front door. And I remember that there was this big ass rat just right in front of Mm. the steps to go upstairs. And I was I was mortified and I was standing there for like 10 minutes and I was so traumatized until it ran away. And I didn't have like kids didn't have phones back then. So I couldn't like call, <laughs> you? call my mom and be like, oh, my door, come downstairs. Yeah, no, like I was like I was little. How old are you in third grade? Uh, Seven. I was like seven. Horrified of a fucking right? rat. Marvin, is that right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good math. Yeah. So yeah, third that was my trauma childhood story. Well, see, I was I was older. We had raccoons. In the apartment? No, nah, no, nah, in my house. Mm-hmm. So, mind you, I live in Union, all those woods right there by that river and shit. Mm-hmm. And these raccoons, they gangster, like gangster shit. So, I'm 6'2, my brother's 6'4, my other brother's 6 feet. I got cousins, big dudes, niggas from North, you know, mm-hmm. right? So, we, we just chilling. We just went to the liquor store. Right. We come back home because we just going, you know, my about, just hang out. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, this raccoon standing tall as shit just on my steps, just looking That's on weird. some Debo shit. Yeah, what you got him on forty home? Did no. it run away? No, that nigga stood there for twenty oh. minutes. Okay, and guess what we did? What stood there for twenty minutes? We ain't fuck with that raccoon. Like, yeah, that's no, one thing we don't fuck with. Can't. Not the vermin. Yeah. So another thing I want to talk about, where I feel like this this topic, <laughs> it did. I feel like go viral probably like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it. It was mainly on Facebook where I seen this. So it was like women or anybody, they were posting how they were getting these random text messages from people, which was basically like if you respond, they somehow some way get your location. And it was like a form of like human trafficking. Mm-hmm. And shit. Do you remember that? No. Okay. Yeah. I used to I'm always see it. 
Okay, maybe it did just affect <laughs> women, but like, no, it was like people would post screenshots mm-hmm. of, you know, this happening. And um, it would just be like weird messages like, hey, I just met you last night. Um, you said you wanted to meet up or something weird like that. And the person would be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I don't know who you are. But they said you weren't supposed to respond, mm-hmm. right? So I literally got the same text message yesterday which kind of freaked did me out did you respond no okay i deleted it and blocked the number did you report it as junk i did that that's a new thing on iphones it is mm-hmm. yes yeah, so i did that and i think it also like blocks the number i hope so yeah so the message was basically like they put an emoji and they were like linda where was the place you said you wanted to go golfing at? listen linda listen it, but it made me so fucking nervous because i'm like who is this number who one is Linda? and number two that's not me but it made me think back to those to those um things on facebook right. where they were like yeah no don't respond to those text messages because that's human trafficking yeah it also reminds me of the story did you see the girl that gave didn't give her number out to the dude and he threw a brick at her yeah like it puts a woman in a really really tough difficult space mm-hmm. because it's like do i respond do I give in or do I rest on, you know, hey, I don't feel comfortable yeah. talking to you through I text mean, messages or through phone or and, like my safety is, is in jeopardy. Like, I think And that's as a up. woman, that's things that we have to deal with. I've actually experienced just different things before where like I usually don't say no. I've said no recently where I'm just like, no, I got a boyfriend. I was recently in the uh, liquor store mm-hmm. and this guy approached me and I thought he worked there because he literally was like, oh, what you looking for? And I was like, oh, I'm looking Not for... Not you, Nick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm looking for something. I think it was like tequila or The whatever. nigga didn't even work there. Why are you asking questions? But the way he came up to me, I thought he worked. I was like, do you work here? And he was like, no, nah, I don't work here. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. And then he was like, apply, he was like, nigga. oh, I'll, I'll buy your alcohol. Like, what you want? I'll get it for you. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I'll get it myself. So then he was like, oh, you got a man? And I'll usually say yes. Like, when they ask me that, I just say yes. And then you'll get the ones like, oh, can you have friends? We can mm-hmm. be friends. And I'm like, no. See, like, I don't, no. I don't want friends. This. Next time a dude asks you, do you got a man? Say, do you got a man? And then I bet you you're going to be like, yo, what you talking about? I don't know. I don't even try to go that far. So I've done yeah, that niggas before. Niggas are weird. And then um, other times I'll be like, I'll I'll give them my number and then I'll block them right after. Mm-hmm. Or like once they text me the next day because they usually wait till the next day. Yeah, because you got to make sure the coast is clear before you like give them a fake number. Yeah, I've never given a fake number mm-hmm. because I've experienced the ones who will text. They're like, oh, I'm going to hit you up right now. Say my number. And I'm like, okay. And it's I just delete predatory. that shit. It is. And mm-hmm. it's crazy that we experience that. But, like, as women, like, we, we can't just move as freely as men are. Because, number one, like, we mm-hmm. don't know, like, who's trying to take advantage or anything like that. So you have to always, like, be safe. And I think as men, we have to recognize what you guys are experiencing and not conflate that right Mm -hmm. obviously it's a reason that you're being hesitant it's a reason that you're not continuing to just like give in to our demands of sort right like of course we might be interested in you but Mm -hmm. that don't mean we have autonomy over you well usually they're like bigger too than mm -hmm. the woman so they do feel like i have that that power over you and that power dynamic Mm -hmm. so if you were to say no or like be rude like they can either grab you remember when i went to the beach i was probably like I was probably still in college, and we went to Coney Island. It was like a family thing. I went to Coney Island of all the beaches. Most of my family lives in New New York. Whatever. Mm. So we went to Coney Island, and it was me, my brother, and my cousin. We were going to Nathan's to get Franks for, like, everybody at the beach. Listen. Glizzies. My grandma, she loves Nathan's (laughs) Franks. She loves Glizzies. She loves... It's a glizzy. Ah, of all don't the make glizzies, fun of her. first Nana, we love that's you. That's the but original, a, though. But of all the glizzies, that's the glizziest of the glizzies. That's the original. I'm just saying. Anyway, so we was going there, and I think I had my bathing suit on and like a cover up or something. And this guy literally like grabs my wrist. He's like, "Yo, mom, what's up?" Or something. He said, and then I snatched my wrist because I was like, "What the fuck?" And then my brother was there too. And then he was like, y'all don't fucking touch my sister. But they literally almost got into a fight in the middle of the street in Coney Island. Shout out to your brother. But that's, like, that's what you're yeah, that's how older brothers should be. But like men are aggressive. Yeah, men are aggressive. But I don't think all men are aggressive. I think men are aggressive when y'all as women cosign those type of behaviors. I think the ones who are insecure <coughs> are aggressive. I don't think that. I think it's because that that behavior is cosigned. Like women want a man that has that Who's aggression. Who's cosigning that? I'm just... 
going off of what I see and what I hear, girls like gangsters, girls like bad boys, girls like aggressors, right? Not you, all of us. Girls like a man that's going to protect them and be in a situation. Let's talk about your brother just now in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. Not that I'm sorry, goddamn. Why are you throwing my phone for it? <laughs> Not that you were attracted to your brother in that moment, right? But in that moment, he showed his. He was being an no, older he, brother. He also showed his masculinity in standing up and standing firm for his sister, mm-hmm. right? That's something that women will find attractive, right? And it's it's like you gotta you gotta catch 22 when you got those moments different though because if you want an aggressor like you're mm-hmm. saying or like in moments where you maybe want not an aggressor like somebody but you, that's you going to want someone who's gonna like aggression. yeah like show that masculine yeah. energy and yeah. be like yo like you're gonna listen to what i say some women like that i specifically don't really like that like i do like the softer side but, but you don't to like translate no, you that, don't like a, a passive man no i don't like passive and yes men either but mm-hmm. like to translate translate that into someone where you're first getting to know them and they're mm-hmm. like that to me that's like a major red flag and it says run so i don't think that's the same yeah. thing and for the women who like they may see that as the same that's also toxic i just think it's it shows like class act is one of my favorite movies right with whoopi goldberg no <laughs> with kid and play oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait what was that movie she was in i don't know what you're talking about because it's <laughs> Oh, Sister X. Yeah, thanks, Mark. <laughs> Class X, Sister X, same shit. <laughs> That's funny. You never that was seen funny. Sister X? I did, but I didn't think for one second <laughs> that Kid okay. and Play and Whoopi Goldberg are in the same sentence. That is hilarious. Um, That's don't, funny don't shit. Me. I'm sorry. But in the movie, <laughs> the kid, or the, the kid, literally, um, <laughs> he was essentially cosplaying as a tough guy. Okay. Right? The tough guy was attractive. The tough guy was what the girl just really wanted. And on the flip side, he wasn't tough. Mm-hmm. And then on Play's perspective, he is a tough guy, but the girl wanted the softer, smarter, gentler guy. But they would like both bouncing off each other for like yes, him because, to get the girl. Because they um they switched roles in the movie. It was mm-hmm. you could you should watch I it. It's, seen it's that. a great nineties movie. Yeah. Um really nostalgic. Um, and it gives you a really like good outlook on dark skin versus light skin, um, 90s drama, um, drugs use. And Is that a Spike Lee joint? No, no, no. It was just it was like House Party. Yeah, because I know they did a lot of movies together mm-hmm. back in the day. Can I don't play? think they did movies well, with they, Spike Lee. No, I'm talking okay. about them together. Yeah, because like, they, they was a did. Group. Yeah. Yeah. So that made sense. Okay. We can, yeah, we can review that since we're going to do movie reviews. Yeah, we want to do movie reviews for you guys because I watch Patreon. a lot of shows. Dog. You keep saying Patreon. We did not record a Patreon in like a, a Patreon. year. Okay. I'm with the shits. You be lying. <laughs> yeah, but I watch a lot of movies and shows. I recently saw Mass Girl. Oh, shit. Mass Girl on Netflix. It was, I think, a Korean drama, K drama. Wait, wait, wait. Is it one of them shits where their voices don't match with their mouths? Mm-hmm. But those be it. the best ones. Like, those foreign movies really be the best ones. That's actually how Paradise was. The only reason that that worked for me was because I was hooked at the beginning. They caught Paradise? Me. Yep. Mm-hmm. They caught me in, like, the first five minutes with the fucking the shooting scene. It was like, oh, shit, what's yeah. going on? So, yeah, no, Mask Girl, it takes probably, like, the second episode I was hooked. But it's about seven episodes, all about an hour long. And there's just so many twists and turns mm-hmm. to the show that, for me, I didn't even pay attention to their mouths not matching what they were saying. Yeah, nah, because a lot of it, if they speak English, English, like American English, I could probably pass it. Mm-hmm. But, like, but it's, like, it's going to be like broken English. Then. But them Netflix movies be like British and Nigerian. and like, I, I like the Nigerian ones. I can't do they that shit. They be hella drama. I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> what? That's terrible. Bro, what are you that's talking a, about, That's man? a cultural thing. Don't do that. I can't do that shit. Once I hear... <laughs> Listen, I did not subscribe to that, so... Shout out to all my Nigerian people. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to a, 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 a wait something. Uh, hold on. So Marv, you got the text too? Yeah. Listen, Linda. That's fucking crazy. So he <laughs> literally got. He sent us a text. He was like, "Hi, this is Linda's phone number. This is Kelly. Mine was an emoji, and they were like, "Hey, Linda, are we on for golf?" And I was like, "What?" I literally click report as junk, but I think it's it's human sex trafficking. That's hitting us mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, Don't block you, them. Report them to the authorities. How? 
uh, excuse me, officer, this like number. Like, we call police and be <laughs> crime like. Crime stoppers. But there's really no evidence that they That's did evidence. anything. They could track that, can't they? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, but no, don't text. If you get a text from somebody or a number that you don't know and they call you a different name, number one, or they act like they just met you the other day, you know, damn well, you did not give your number out recently. Mm -hmm. Just delete it. Do not respond. Don't try to figure out who it is. Don't try to call them. Just delete it for your own safety. And only you can prevent forest fires. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, that was a serious message and you fucked it up. Oh, man. Deep. Stay away from Oh shit, we're supposed to do spill it. It's alright, we'll Did do we that for episode two. Okay. <laughs> We've been I completely I was, forgot I was about you start. go. I, I, listen, I'll be paying attention and you was going and yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just let you go. I appreciate that. Because we done got to an hour already, or at least fifty minutes. Like, how long how long we been going? <laughs> we've been going. <laughs> yeah, okay. we've been going. I mean, I guess we could do like one. Alright, let's do one. You wanna do one of mine or one of yours? Let's do that one in your hand. Okay. All right. So, shout out to the girls and the co-founders of Spill It. This is their third year. What is it? Alexis, Brandy, Alexis, Brandy, and Christian. Christian. Yes. Shout out to Christian. She's just had her baby. I know you don't like talking about. I don't like them. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Christian. Honey buns. (laughs) What? That's her name. (laughs) That's not her name. That was if she had OnlyFans. I'm drunk. Anyway, so, yeah, we're going to just do one of y'all cards from the Spill It game. And this is the blue. Is magenta blue? Blue is not magenta. Blue is turquoise or blue. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) Well, blue. We're just going to do blue. We're going to teach Dana her rainbow. This one says, name something your ex did very well. So, I'm going to let you start Mm -hmm. us off. Um, piss me off very well. No, I'm just messing. Uh, no, that, something I'm, good. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Um, I actually don't have bad, like, things to say about exes. So mm-hmm. I'm probably a bad person with this question because I have a lot of positive things to say about uh, the women in my life because I feel like they set me up for better. Right. Okay. Um, they all taught me something. They all taught me something I can grow from. I'm not gonna give any names or specifics, but like one ex really taught me how to be more mindful of being a parent right Mm. hey i know that you and your your child's mother aren't on the best of terms right now but i think you need to make a phone call i think you need to make some time yeah yeah. i think you need to make some time to you know go visit um i think you need to focus on finding a a different job a different way to balance your time she was always trying to push you forward to be better yeah so it's like when you get experiences like that and you get people that you know really ingratiate themselves into your lives you know that's a positive thing um what else um it was only one nah i, I like <laughs> i like giving giving a shout out to people who help me build character right mm-hmm. um is this uh, the same ex or a different ex no it's a different ex okay um one of my exes she really taught me how to respect previous love right and it's like, listen, it's nothing that you can do in this world that's going to stop me from having the feelings that I feel about this person. Mm-hmm. Don't feel away. You know, it's not personal. And it allowed me to really recognize that life and love is not personal. Um, everyone has an opportunity to build on you right. in life. But that shit was kind of weird, mm-hmm. you know, at 17 where it's like. How many exes have you had? Um, actual girlfriends. I'll probably say like five. but That's a lot. I mean, high school girlfriends don't really count, do it? No. So I would say... Like college, college. and now. Well, I was with this one girl for a day. Did that <gasps> count? No. No, it's... That's she not was, an actual she, relationship. No, because she was on some shit like... Because, you know, like, niggas used to really want to kiss. Like, kissing was the thing, right? Making out. So In she college? was like... Yeah. So, yeah. So she was, like, <laughs> she was like, you can't kiss me again unless I'm your girlfriend. So I'm like, ah, right, you my girl. And knowing you, you're like, ah, right, you my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, you just want to thing. broke up the next day. <laughs> Sick. All right. Well, let me answer the question. So... Like you said, I feel like I can't say anything bad about my exes as far as like how they treated me mm-hmm. and different things that they've um, opened me up to. Not literal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I had to. Anyway. So I've only had two exes. Okay. And I would say my last ex specifically 
similar to yours mm -hmm. he he like made me understand the importance importance of family relationships and spending time with family and just making that that conscious effort to see them so um I wouldn't say I was like caught up in my own life and well yeah I was mm -hmm. I'm lying so yeah I was just very caught up in like just being ambitious and like my next level and being that girl but he would ask me he's like oh when's your cousin's birthday or like um have you checked in with so-and-so so he would kind of remind me of that and then because we lived together he had like a, a designated day where he would call his family which was sunday mm -hmm. so after a while i was like hmm maybe i should do that maybe i should check in more maybe i should like text more and um yeah so that was just something that i, I learned that i feel like was super important and he did very well. How did that go for you? What? The checking in. I think it did help with me like realizing how important family is. And yes, it may be dysfunctional as fuck. Y'all know who y'all I'm talking to. But um <laughs> but regardless you only get one family right so mm -hmm. if they have like all this crazy shit going on and like it's always drama this is still your family like i still love them and care about them mm -hmm. and um recently a lot of them do have younger kids so i make a conscious effort to go to birthday parties the auntie. i'm like the rich second cousin because i'm not like <laughs> the auntie if but i could certain, be the auntie. at a certain age you designated the auntie. i'm the auntie my cousin told me the other day she was like yeah you too old to be a cousin aaron you you uncle aaron so I was yeah like, oh. what age is it 30 i think it, it's relative to the kid if you over 18 years older than that kid you you uncle yeah a lot or of auntie. a lot of my second cousins they're Shout younger than mind. younger than like 15. So maybe I am the mm -hmm. auntie. Yeah, you the rich auntie. Yeah, me and my cousins, like, we grew up together. Mm -hmm. Like, we spent Christmases at, like, my aunt and my grandma's house, summers together. So it was, like, six of us, which were kind of like brothers and sisters. <coughs> and then life happens when we grow apart and, like, you know, we have different relationships and life takes us di mm -hmm. on down different paths. But I feel like once they have children, it's important to just have those relationships with their kids. Because for me... I just think like I, I and it may sound sound cl cliche, but I always think of like always having the person that I wanted as a child, mm -hmm. right? And that's how I see myself with my younger cousin. You need a hug? No. You sure? I don't want a hug from you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> anyway. No, but that's really how I feel. She, 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 she that, all that, that suppressed out. anger. Bruh. No, don't take that out. Keep that suppressed anger in. Beating I up don't have suppressed mic. anger. If anything, I feel like I'm more peaceful and at peace than a, I've ever you been. You need a hug. I probably a, get a hug like every. <laughs> I'm dead ass. I don't get daily hugs. I get a hugs like every other week, every two weeks. <clears throat> But you said something really important. <coughs> Excuse me. You said something really important, the, the whole checking in thing. Mm -hmm. And I actually talked to my grandfather um, recently. He just got surgery. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm dying. He just got surgery on, or he's getting surgery on Monday on, like, his back. My grandma's getting surgery on Monday on Yeah, her she's back. getting on her back. What the fuck? Um, we got to have them both at the same time on the podcast. So he, he talked to me the other day. He was like, you know. When he was going through his cancer thing, he was like, you you was there for me every single day. You was calling me. You was checking on me. I said, I was unemployed. I had no choice. Like, not that I so wouldn't have. Wasn't not that I wouldn't have. But it's yeah. like, I, I had to preface it. Like, you know, part of it was circumstantial. Mm -hmm. Like, I would do anything in this world to make sure that you're good. Right? But at that moment, you know, it was things in, in life that weren't going right for me. And the one thing that was going right for me was these moments with you. Right? So it's like, I'll never take that away. Those moments yeah. are what got our relationship to where they are today. Um, but it also made me realize, like, damn, I do need to step up a little bit. Call in, check in, mm -hmm. making sure that it's not just five-minute pop-ins when I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. Because that's usually what it is. Like. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a podcast. I'm in the area because I live far. That's my excuse. I'm always working. Mm -hmm. I got kids. It's no Yeah, excuse. we all have stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like We all have a life that we're continuously building and families. But I do think it's important. And maybe for me, because I don't have kids yet, I don't have a partner yet, I'm single, and it's just me. Miserable. But <laughs> <laughs> you see, she put that voice up. Shut up! I was being dramatic, but no. Fuck. 
Um, but I do think because I realize how important family is, I don't want to not have that when I do eventually have my own family. Mm-hmm. Like, I want us to intertwine our families and spend more Christmases and holidays together, which we do, but mm-hmm. we, we'll mainly spend, like, Thanksgiving together. Oh, let's it make it controversial. And what? Let's make it controversial. No. Uh, no, we need to, because this is a very important subject to a lot of the people out there. I have a big family. And the one thing my big family always did was came together for holidays. <clears throat> so does your partner have to go to your family or do you go to his family or do you guys split it? How do you, you know, do that holiday thing? Yeah, I had one one boyfriend, my ex, where we did that. <clears throat> we did split it up. So he came to, I think it was like a Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. My aunt had it at her house. Mm-hmm. And then for New Year's, we spent it at his family's house. So you New just Year's to, don't really count as a holiday. It does count because you're drinking. And it, it's not really, I count New Year's because families do tend to get together, number mm-hmm. one. And I feel like it's not as much pressure because Thanksgiving is like everybody got to cook. And like, I, f- you, I feel like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Those are like... I feel like Christmas is a lot of pressure. Because for mm-hmm. me, if I'm going to your family's house, I have to get something for everybody <laughs> there. Like, I'm that person. Even if it's something small, a gift card, which we know you don't like. I don't. But I have... I, like, that's just me. Like, I don't want to come em- empty-handed. So I'm not coming to your Christmas party. Oh, don't come to my Christmas party. I got at least 37 kids. Yeah, unless it's after y'all do the presents. Yeah, nah. That's, that's how we end the night. So <laughs> <laughs> you might, you might want to come early. Oh, so I'll come and, on New and, Year's yeah. Eve. But New Year's... New Year's is more of a party holiday right yeah. yes my family is big on new year's where the ball drops and we all hug yes. and high five and kiss and You're do like, all this you. stuff right um yeah. and we make phone calls and different things right mm-hmm. but it's that thing where it's like, all right, I can understand if you're not here for new year's you might be at church you might be in times square you might be somewhere but christmas thanksgiving now you here mm-hmm. and my family is big on being here right um so me and Ashima actually talk about this a lot. Um, when we first got into our um, relationship, it was like, yo, this is important to me. Mm-hmm. And not that like you're... Like being at the family's yeah, house. Not that her family isn't large or anything like that, but they're not as present because they are a little bit more dispersed. Mm-hmm. Whereas, look, all my family is in a five-mile range. Yeah. Union, Maplewood... North, yeah, East so it's Orange, easy for you to like Rosa. just go to different houses. For me, yeah. like I got to cross over to New York, and mm-hmm. that shit is not cheap. And then I have family in Arizona, so them flights ain't cheap either. But yeah, all I'm right. Sorry, well, I lied to you, Martin. <laughs> let's just get to a happy hour moment. Why don't we just keep going through the through the hour and just no, because we have another hour. We might. This as well, is, we, these are two episodes. I'm saying we might as well just so do like a two. part one, part two. Yeah. All right. We is that cool with you, Martin? Might as well. Okay, we do part one, part two. Yeah. We're going to end the episode here because it is part one, and we'll do a part two next week. So we do want to just say thank you for joining us. And y'all know the Gmail at this point. If you don't. W-O-A-W-Pod <laughs> at gmail.com. You know, I got to get the people yeah. what they want. Yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. We outside. We outside and we out. Yeah.